It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. Dr. Finch answering some questions off the air. Dr. Parsons uh, sitting in, ready to answer your questions at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Happy New Year. <laughs> well, Calvin can't answer, so that was, yeah. It's a new year here at Millburgers. And yeah. The, were the pansies talking to you again? I saw you make a pit stop. Yeah, I love those. They got a lot of those Johnny jump-ups left. Oh, okay. And uh, the one they got the most of is True Purple. Okay. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And uh, there's a smaller flower, but they're going to be... They're going to bloom profusely, and uh, then they've got a true blue out there, sky blue. Ooh, and the Johnny Jump Ups? Yeah. Okay. And it's pretty. And, of course, they still got the pansies and got a few of the blue bonnets left. Yeah, a lot less. And I think think, uh, (laughs) they're on sale, still on sale. I think you're right. I can I can kind of see him from here. Let's yeah, see. I think all the yeah. items that uh, were on sale before the last year, or end of last year, uh, uh, I guess they're still on sale today. Cause yeah, I, probably depends. It's kind of like supplies lasting. Type yeah, thing. I don't yeah. know. For instance, if they I'm still sure, have the, I uh, assume they have short day onions and. Yeah, we'll we'll have trace up here. And, yeah, and. Uh, so they've still got you can still plant your blue bonnets and they're they're uncovering the citrus i guess they oh yeah covered it was it supposed to freeze last night or i don't think i don't think last night or the night before it was uh new year's eve day before depends where you lived my yeah my bird bath froze oh did they did it really when last night uh new um not last night, but the night before. The night before. Yeah. So, how much rain did you get? Uh, actually, for, for some reason, my rain gauge was taken down. I don't know if the what? skunks did it, a raccoon. Or, <laughs> so I didn't get a yeah, good I, reading. I emptied mine, and uh, I haven't checked it yet. But uh, uh, my son Jeremy says that... Uh, <laughs> It rained quite a bit. Uh, the wind blew. Yeah, it was a noisy rain. Yeah, and we had our first, well, our second, well, our first fire on uh, New Year's. Wow, nice. And uh, so, and you didn't. And have, I had a fire. Didn't have to call the fire department. No, I had a Jeremy. Jeremy bringing the wood, so I guess that's why we had it. But uh, I, I bet I hadn't had a fire in that place for eight or ten years. Wow. You still got, still have some of that firewood? Back yeah. From that? Yeah. 
When was that? That must, must have been <laughs> 2000 or something. Yeah, 20 years. But uh, uh, we've had two or three since then, and uh, we've been enjoying that. I have, I have to warn Jeremy not to put too much of that wood in there because it's powder keg dry. I mean, it's very dry, so it burn, it catches real quick. But uh, I used to, we we used to make big fires in uh, in Tennessee, and in, the, in the, my father had a den there in Tennessee, and uh, of course the boys would have to bring in the wood. And uh, the wood he had on there, I would I would have been uh, seven or eight, and Jer- and Lynn would have been ten. Uh, they had a little little uh, cart that we would bring the wood in, one stick at a time. Oh. Mm. And it took two of us, one of us pushing and one of us pulling. To get those logs in there. Oh, they were big. big. Logs, yeah. yeah, they were big. They weren't like you buy at the, the corner stores. But, yeah, you uh, didn't mess around. Uh-uh. And, uh uh. But t- took them in there one at a time. But we always enjoyed having a fire. And uh, uh, so Jeremy and I cranked her up uh, for, to end the New Year's and. Uh, Let's see. We had one last night too, so I guess we mm-hmm. had one this year. And you didn't get smoked out of the house, no, which is good. I had uh, Jeremy never had uh, checked flus. Didn't know how to do it. Yeah. And so I had him check the flu. Showed him how. How do you check the flu? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's the thing that you shut when you're not having a fire. Right. And uh, and the thing that you forget to open when you start the fire <laughs> until the smoke comes in. Next, and the smoke comes all over the house. How do you check it though? If you you're just, from, you just look up the channel. Oh, okay. Yeah, a lot of them are just have. That's what mine is. Yeah, it just have a, has a flap. So it's relatively easy to see. There are some that are pretty complex. So, yeah, because you can get them. You can get it wrong. <laughs> or if you're from South Africa, like Uh-oh. Judy, you just never shut it. Uh, yeah, well. That's, I mean, it's, they're always, anything that'll get them closer to being outside all the time is uh, <laughs> fair game. I mean, she just gets, if I sneak by and try to shut everything out. <laughs> but then, then you think. If I do this, if I shut those, <laughs> and she goes ahead with a fire, yeah. fire then, I, then we'll be cleaning the smoke up. <laughs> I did. I did that uh, to my uh, at my father-in-law's house in Tennessee. Uh, started a fire. Mm. Thought it'd be great to have a fire. Oh, okay. And forgot to open the flues. Had that, that, impre- that impressed was, the heck out of him. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. not a good thing. Uh, and so, so, uh, like, but you want it here in the summer, especially, you want to close those openings. For air conditioning. Because uh, the air conditioning go up that chimney. It'd be sucked out of the. Are you worried the fire, about? The fireplace is really not that, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, even, well, I was thinking even, <laughs> even in places where it's really cold. Yeah. They're not efficient. Yeah. But they, I mean, they they do in an emergency, but they're they're certainly not as efficient as. Yeah, 
Right there. I'd, I'd, I'd rather have one of those uh, uh, chimeneas that you catch catch your porch uh, on fire. on fire. Yeah, but if you know, <laughs> it, it only burns, only goes uh, once. You know, it burns down and it's like, oh bummer. But uh, then you have to replace your your the uh, deck. We got a little. We got a little nice looking fireplace that has gas. Flames on it. Oh and yeah, and then, uh, artificial. Uh, that, yeah, and that one's, you know, instantly on. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, <laughs> easy to take care of. Yeah, when the, when the boys got, uh, I guess, too old or too lazy to bring in the wood there in Tennessee, we got uh, uh, those gas logs, and uh, they 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 make a pretty picture. Even in the summer, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, you can heat heat the they heat 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 the den up pretty good. Yeah, they're 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 more efficient than a wood fire. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, we enjoyed the fire and finally got to burn some of the wood that I had stacked on my patio. And uh, we we need to mention to people, I guess since it's. It's pretty, staying pretty cool, you know, where you can have a fireplace at night. But we haven't talked for, I guess, for, for several years about uh, buying firewood safely. Oak wheel? And the oak wheel thing. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of got embarrassed about talking about that when people had uh, wood three or four years old. They were aged. And so, uh, so you don't – you want to be – careful on where you get your firewood and only <laughs> here i am burning five-year-old wood but uh you basically only want to get enough to uh, use that season yeah of course you never know how cold it's going to be this season but if it's more than uh most most cases what we're talking about is red oak yeah right we're just red oak and if it's um one full if it's uh Dried out one full season, you're pretty, yeah. pretty safe with yeah. it. So and uh, uh, don't don't get it. Uh, I think red oak wood is the only one that care has the spore has the spore will develop the spores. Yeah, that and I have the beetles. And yes, so live oaks don't do that, do they? No, but you know they they kind of dispelled our. Uh, are uh, things that we've thought about oak wilt on the when they somehow somewhere along the line they came out with a well it is in fact white oaks will get yeah, oak wilt too yeah I... it's not <laughs> it's not uh, expected but uh, some tree some white oak trees can be yeah. infected so. I think where they came up with that originally was when they when the places would have get wiped out with oak wilt, uh, like up around Kerrville and and in the hill country especially, uh, they would go ahead and replant with a white oak, white oak type. Uh, that why it would be. Uh, well, we used to, rec- you know, one of our recommendations was if you got if you got an area dominated by. Red oaks and live oaks. Yeah. Plant live to plant white oaks. Yeah, and that that's Monterey oak, right? Yeah, Monterey oak and ch- uh, chinkapin. Chinkapin, and, yeah. 
Baroque. Yeah, Chinkapin and Chinkapin is a Texas superstar, I think. I'm pretty sure it is. But uh, what they would do is go in there and replant those. And the young trees, even the young uh, live oaks, you know, you never see a, a one-year-old, two-year-old, three-year-old live oak killed by oak wilt. Hmm. They're always the big old ones, the the old one. That's interesting. They have a have have a established root system, and I guess it's got more of the <laughs> more of the things that stop up the vascular cambium and uh, kill them. Yeah, yeah. They may also the wounds may not. Um, well, they, they they may they may not uh, heal the wounds as quick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Probably so. Yeah, a fast-growing uh, young tree will heal a wound faster than a older established tree. So but that's, yeah, that's all right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I don't think you've given that this year, have you? No, now I'm I'm ready. All right. And toll free it's 866-308-8867 the number to call to be a part of today's show or on a Pretty day, a little chill in the air. Yeah. Uh, you can come on by Millburgers. Beautiful day. Yeah, it is pretty. Wait a minute, I don't see a cloud, Calvin. Yeah, Calvin, do you I see a cloud? I don't see any. No. All right. <laughs> that was close. We have to check with Calvin on these things. I can feel, I can feel a little uh, fresh, crispy breeze. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty, pretty comfortable, especially if you're in the sun today. Guess who I talked to coming over here? Um, that we we thought had had passed away after his uh, marriage. Oh, till we Big saw Grant? Him in, no, till we saw him in the paper. That was David Rodriguez. Oh, no. no. <laughs> now, speak for yourself. <laughs> and I, uh, I called him first because uh, I got my uh, monthly sign. Uh, I guess it was yesterday, day before, in the email. And uh, it was a good one. And they made the statement in there that there there would not be any master gardeners or the master gardeners weren't going to be out at the rodeo this year. Hmm. Well, there's only going to be an audience of 120,000. <laughs> yeah, Usually that, there's a million plus. They said that there's not going to be uh, they uh, David said that uh, they're not going to have any youth activities out there, which that their tent was yeah. mainly. Uh, but my concern was, uh, were they still going to get their funding, the master gardener to get their funding, like uh, like we set up with uh, Marinan West. Mm-hmm. And if not, I was going to do a seance or something uh, with Marianne West, get them to get her to come back and kick ass over there. But anyway, the uh, uh, the the uh, and I was also thinking that if they weren't getting that funding from the rodeo, then we didn't need to do a rodeo tomato this year or. Stop the rodeo tomato thing. And uh, David assures me 
that they have already picked the rodeo tomato for this year, and Millburgers and the nurseries will have the rodeo tomato, even though there won't be at the rodeo. Oh. So, but would that be at the nurseries? Yeah. Yeah, Trace mentioned that. Trace mentioned that. It sounded like he's working on it. We're, again, going to have it one day featured. The sale will uh, benefit. But that may even change. Yeah. I I think they're going to still do that. Hopefully they'll uh, they'll do some more. So uh, I I was looking for a way to get out of doing that rodeo tomato because we had to do all that. Field testing. And no, you were just so you were else. trying to manipulate the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were upset. I, <laughs> I can add the last rodeo tomato to to my listing of rodeo tomatoes on plantanswers.com. So, uh, but anyway, the, the, he he told me what the rodeo tomato is going to be this year. Well, good. What is it? And it's a good idea. Oh. I have this one. Ruby it's Crush. Got, it's called the rodeo tomato for. 2021. Oh, clever. <laughs> All right. But anyway, uh, we'll get them to. That, that's still coming. Yeah. And so, uh, hey, you I, know, I guess that's good. Doctor Doctor Stein and uh, David will, I guess, keep doing the demonstrations and everything. Speaking of Doctor Stein, uh, have you got a, have you got any kind of feel for him? I'm just assuming that this weather is wonderful for chill hours. Oh, yeah, it's been perfect, hasn't Yeah, it? yeah, it's just flirted with 32 and, yeah. you, know, you know, like uh, it's, 28, uh, 35. Or, yeah, it's when it's below 45. Right? Yeah, so so that, that'll be good. Maybe we'll have uh, maybe we'll have peaches from more varieties than just mm. the Florida Kings. Oh, man. <laughs> maybe your plums yeah. will come back. <laughs> what? What were your plums? Oh, I remember plums. Yeah. one year. Yeah. Do you still have the trees? That oh yeah, I do. All right. <laughs> was it Bethley? I keep threatening to. Yeah. What were the plums that you were? You were so excited about this. We've got a tr- we got a tree at the greenhouse that uh, that is. Now he's got me 15, thinking. Oh, what's the fifteen plum? feet plum. tall? Fifteen to twenty feet tall, and uh, probably ten feet wide, and never had a plum on it. Huh. Never had a plum on it, but uh, like you say, maybe this will this will be the year for plums, and uh, and I hope it won't be a year that we have a uh, late freeze. Oh, that gets all the peach blooms and peach fruit. Well, Kathleen's going to start us off in the new year with a question. And all right, all right, Kathleen, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I'm fine. I just I want to do so much, and I don't have enough time to do it. Well, uh-huh. well you, that's all you got is time. <laughs> well, number one, uh, I want to know when I should plant my sweet peas. <laughs> well, these, we've been talking about that for yeah, a, a month, haven't we? Guess? I do them. I do them real quick. Uh, we started planting them in uh, October. Yeah. But there was not a, not a lot of action. I noticed that my na- my naturalized they're they're getting close to starting to put some blooms on. No, that's good. Uh, so I'd go ahead and let's see what is this? Is January? Yeah, I would go ahead and uh, plant them now. You probably okay. got you got a month and a half of open time, but well, the sooner you can get them how, going, the better off. Should- should I soak the soak the seeds first, and how deep oh, yeah. I plant them? 
Yeah, soak the seed first. And uh, they should be they should be fine. This kind of weather would, does all right, especially be, because the soil just stays pretty stable in terms yeah. of the temperature. Yeah. But you okay. definitely have to. You definitely need to check and make sure you've got soil moisture uh, oh. in your garden before you plant. You know where I'm on planting. Even after, even, even after little, you soak. <laughs> even uh, you know soil moisture, and uh, we've had several interesting discussions. Uh, fertilizer is even good for uh, uh, sweet peas. It really makes a difference. It just speeds everything up. Yeah. Even though they, but wait a minute, they take their own nitrogen out of the air, Calvin. No, they get, they take some, but they, uh, <laughs> we're asking them to do more blooming than. Oh, they, we want them to do more than they can do, take out of the air. Yeah, we want them to do more than just survive. Kind of like the blue bonnets. I would be I interested if there's anybody out there too uh, that's uh, that's already got some sweet pea blooms. Yeah. Uh, this early? This early? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we we planted her. Calvin planted her early, and he's been talking about them ever since. Uh, the uh, like I said last year, that uh, there used to be a commercial uh, English pea uh, uh, industry in uh, in south of San Antonio around. Uh, in Atascosa County, and uh, they their planting dates were uh, December, in sometime in December, to make a planting, and as late as uh, last of January. Now you were uh, talking about flowering peas, flowering sweet peas. Now, right, right. The flower, right. the flower. Okay, that's right. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, peas, a pea, a pea. I guess the uh, the food food peas are a little easier to grow grow than the sweet peas are. At least in my experience. Is that right? Yeah, they they're a little more reliable. They're a little more tolerant of of uh, cold and warm. And then once they start that growth, they're a little faster to move into it. Yeah. Sweet peas are uh, a little uh, <laughs> particular, you know. They got their own mind, <laughs> and but well, they're I good have, for cut flowers and oh gosh, uh, yeah. fragrance, fragrance. I have one more question, if you have time. Oh uh, yeah, sure. That's uh, all we I, got is time. I know. We it's time. A go- are you outside on the porch? Yeah, yeah. We got oh, our coats cool. on though. Yeah. We definitely have our oh. coats on. I'm kind of trying to reach out there to reach the sun. Just a little bit of sun sneaking in. Well, I've cut off by uh, my heat and letting the sun in the house. There you go. Good girl. Okay. One question. Uh, my poinsettia, I received a gorgeous plant, a blooming Good. poinsettia, and have it in my living room. Great. May I move it out in, on my covered porch, and what degrees will it take, uh, the lowest degree? Yeah, well, be be careful because we, we we've had a, several gardeners just re- say, "Hmm, I forgot about." Yeah. Well, <laughs> really, Milton? Uh, how did your poinsettia do after you froze it? It's I, still okay, but uh, it, I, the leaves on that one I think side. I'd look. be I'd be afraid of uh, below forty degrees. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. 
Well, should I cover it then? Well, yeah, well, it's easier if you can you gotta take keep, it in. Keep that temperature that, that those leaves or bracts are exposed to above 40 degrees. Now, if you can do that with a cover, even though uh, poinsettias are mighty brittle. Uh, I'll just put a, you, a light sheet over them, uh, just a drape of, uh, a light sheet. Uh, uh, okay, you can try that. Because it's but a gorgeous it, if, plant. I, I want yeah. people out to see it outside from the street, you know. Okay, that's nice of you. But, uh, yeah, the uh, Melberger's had a lot of gorgeous plants, and uh, there were a lot of high-quality poinsettias sold this year. And for well, those my, those who have them and uh, want more information on how to take care of them, I have left... Uh, a poinsettia write-up on uh, plantanswers.com that uh, you can, uh, it's toward toward the middle of the front page, and oh. you can click on that and read about how, how to really take care of them and historical information about them. I have a compliment, for, I have a compliment for you. You came, oh, and spoke to, uh, you came and spoke to our garden club several years ago. Over, oh, in Hunter's Creek, over in Hunter's Creek. Okay. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. What did, and he did a good job? Was that, yeah, was that back, though, when he was young? Yeah. Young and did I have hair? Oh, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he's the same. And uh, yeah. <laughs> compliments oh, don't that's come. nice of you, <laughs> Okay. Thank well, you. I'll, I'll call you again. Thank you so much. Right, okay. Please do. Hey, you, keep us, let us know uh, on your uh, progress on your sweet peas. I will. Thank you. Bye-bye. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Happy New Year to you, Kathleen. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867. Let's start your new year off with some great information on gardening at 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Twelve o'clock tonight, when they dim the light, let's begin. Kissing the old year out, kissing the new year in. And welcome let's back to Melbourne's Gardening South Texas. Let's start the new year off right. With your gardening questions at 210-308-8867. Well, there are a lot of folks here. Uh, I'm trying to see what they're doing. Oh, they're, yeah. They're running around in some of the herbs and stuff. I think, are they in the... Uh, I saw... some. I, of the, most of them are there in the flowers and the blooming stuff. Yeah, I saw a lady as I was walking in uh, load, loading her cart, having to lay them down in their cart, these uh, uh, dianthus. Oh, these large dianthus that we got on sale. I don't know how she could afford them. <laughs> the, you know, I, I guess she just splurged or something. I'm eager to talk to Trace because when we left on Sunday, there are a lot of them that were in bloom. Yeah. And I was telling a, a yeah, friend at work about them, and he was like, oh, man, I got to get some. And I said, all right, but I got to go by there tomorrow, so I'll pick up some for <laughs> I you. I can see two in bloom right now. Yeah, I, I see the ones in bloom, too. Maybe I missed them. They were covered, though, because the, uh, 
the thing. But and yeah. the the people always get the ones that are in bloom. Yeah. So well, and it looks like they're uh, there's still still I've, a collection of cyclamen, especially pinks and whites. Yeah. yeah. But uh, they're still on on sale for Five. twenty-nine cents or or four for a dollar. <laughs> no, that's the uh, dianthus. Yeah, yeah that's not the dianthus. Not the cyclamen. The cyclamen be, be gone before we finish the hour. If they were that. Yeah, I'll be interested in see how that dianthus. Uh, I believe that dianthus will go through the winter, our winter. And uh, bloom again in the fall. Quite oh, that'd bit. be cool. I ha- I put mine in in the office. I'm making. I have a off, I have a window next to my oh okay. cubicle. So we're gonna see what happens. You put it in a larger pot. Yeah, a little bit larger, not a lot larger. Why do you okay. think it's good? Why do you think it'll survive the summer? Because the winter. The, the winter. I think it'll survive the winter because regular dianthus survives yeah. the winter. Yeah, but. But then uh, you're talking about the making dwarf. it to the fall, though, right? Not. Oh, okay. uh, not. Uh, I, thought, I thought you said it was going to survive. Well, it may. <laughs> I don't I know what this big one will do. I wouldn't. I know. I know we. Uh, the, the small one. Does yeah. a pretty good job of it going into the summer. Yeah. But, that, but doesn't usually survive this. Yeah. A, yeah. Few, a few always do. I've, yeah, I've cut them back to for two or three years. Uh, the small one, the, mm-hmm. the dwarf one, which is probably more adapted to our landscape. Well, and he probably eats them to the cockroaches. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, Calvin. He said his cockroaches are gone, though. Did they ever come back for the holidays? No. No? All right. I haven't seen a one in, in a month, at least. Yeah, obviously. Since last they're year. Ignoring, they're ignoring, yeah. ignoring the bass, <laughs> the mask rule and no travel. Yeah. Now, you know, we're starting out a new year here, man. Correct. And Calvin just couldn't help but be ugly in his first column. Oh, man. He says, do you hesitate to feed the birds because that you do not want to spend all your time and income meeting the needs of squirrels? Now, that's just mean. I'm looking at Calvin. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes when Jerry says what Calvin says, it seems new to Calvin. And uh, you, you, <laughs> you would think that that, no, okay. you would think that picture, that beautiful picture that they have with his article, yeah, on the inside of the uh, this week uh, today, essay uh, life on page E8, has got the cutest little picture of a squirrel on a. Is he hanging upside down? Uh, yeah, no, uh, he's uh, straight up, oh, okay. but he's looking. Okay. He's looking at you on that uh, feeder. Obviously, obviously, the editor has more sympathy for squirrels Uh, than the author uh, does. And then they got a picture of a bird eating the suet. A blue jay, which they they, uh, call an insect eater. And I'm not. They do eat insects and uh, some. Oh, small <laughs> mammals and things, but I... Wait a minute, I never, small mammals? 
What? Yeah. Blue jay will? Oh, yeah, whatever they can get. Like, and birds. Like dogs or cats? No, yeah, that's uh, how small. <laughs> Should we be worried? Uh, my dog is pretty large. My miniature oh, schnauzer. But it's still a miniature. <laughs> I know. But they'll... Uh, He's a fat, heavy miniature. <laughs> Good. Okay. Blue, wait, wait it blue down jays some more. Are, uh, <laughs> if you've got blue jays. Yeah. I like blue jays. They're very attractive and interesting. They get pretty tame, but they're they're pretty aggressive, and a lot of birders uh, don't care for them too much because they do pick on the nesting little birds. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, that that was one that in Tennessee we were told by our father to kill them all. Hmm. You know, when you see them. But uh, now, do you have? Well, a, well, I never have heard that about the little mammals, though. What 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 mammals are you talking about? Like well, mice? they can get a they can get a little hold of a mouse. Mi- yeah, a little mo- okay. mo- run into a mouse nest or anything. They'll, okay, they'll scarf them right off. Well, huh. that's good, I guess. Yeah, we need to take a take. Uh, uh, need to hire some for Spider Man. Yeah, take Spider Man. Uh, now I'm curious, Calvin. So I've seen uh, two or three posts on Facebook from people who enjoy nature and birding, and they're all posting about the uh, the first bird they saw this year. One saw a cardinal, one saw a woodpecker, and she said that's the first time. This is the first time in a number of years she hasn't seen a grackle. Is that a big thing to take note of the first bird you see this year? Uh, not in, for in a me. New Year, okay. <laughs> but uh, it's. I think. Uh, I don't know why the why the first bird. I, I make a note in there of the, uh, you know, if you're providing water to the birds in you, your landscape, expect yeah. expect ten species right yeah. away. Do and you, if you do a, if you get one of those solar, uh, rechargers or even a. One that works with water pressure, you can expect that total to go up 50%. And Jerry and I played with that a couple of of years ago, and that was relatively easy to uh, bring in a lot of birds with water, especially when they've been as dry as it has been. Do you um, keep track? You keep track of birds, don't you? You have a little bird journal? Yeah, I keep track of uh, new birds. New birds, so nice. but But I do have a little log that I... So you don't Everyone's do it year by year. So you don't have 2020, here are the birds I saw. Okay. Did no. you see what, what that bird was on with your article? That red bird drinking the water? A cardinal? Is that a cardinal? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I looked at it. Look too. at it. You think, what do you think, it's a tanager or something? I just took it for granted it was a cardinal. We're now checking the article for authenticity. Gray on the wings, and it's not uh, bright cardinal colors. I think I see its uh, crest there. Uh, It'll be it'd be interesting. It was something different, but I I think it's a cardinal. I think it is a cardinal. Okay, and because there's a lot of variation in cardinals, especially if this is a a picture from uh, the spring. Okay, be a young one. Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, the the thing that uh, that water bowl that they've got looks just like a empty saucer sitting on top of a stump. It's quite full of yeah, water. Yeah, it's full of water. Yeah. Uh oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
while he gets back in his chair, 210-308-8867. Well, we talked in the article, we talked about uh, the water, how easy that was to meet the needs of the birds. Talked about the sugar water for the hummingbirds. And that was kind of hoping, I I guess we'll talk to Kyle um, one of these days, Kyle and Bill. Because they had, they, that last time we had a talk with them, they, they mentioned uh, uh, more th- more hummingbird varieties than we normally talk about. They talked about the an- yeah, on, a, on a hummingbird, in a hummingbird, and, and uh, I thought they had talked about the uh, broad tail, but, but uh, we'll have to check that and see. And what they're doing is getting reports, too, from their, their customers. Yeah. And so that's uh, that's pretty that's pretty interesting. To... Well, Jerry, I need to take a break. Can you hold on to that article for a sec? Oh yeah. All right. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road on 9:30 a.m. This is the answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer will get back to the show in just a second. In the meantime, give us a call, 210-308-8867. But I want to remind you, it's a new year. If you're thinking of home security, if you're thinking of making a, your home a smartphone, if you're thinking of uh, changing things around, I want you to talk to the folks at BSG here in San Antonio. Go to bsgtexas.com, bsgtexas.com, and you'll learn about all the great things they do. I mean, it is the triple threat when it comes to uh, to being a great uh, idea for homeowners. One, they have outstanding uh, uh, things that they offer you, equipment, service, ideas. Two, uh, it's locally owned, so you're going to get that. Three, you're going to get the best price out there. And in some cases, like the home theater systems, they'll even match your, and beat the best price you find by 10%. So great prices, outstanding equipment by a local company, terrific service. Really can't go wrong with BSG. Go to bsgtexas.com, bsgtexas.com to learn more about security or uh, making your home a smart home or maybe even getting that home theater that you've always wanted. bsgtexas.com or 210-877-1222, 210-877-1222. And you're, they're the ones that uh, put that, uh, see what dog's pooping in your yard. Yeah, you can actually sit in your, probably sit in your home theater. Yeah, there you go. And just watch that dog. I kind of thought. <laughs> Did they ever get that laser fight on the, on the, I have the, you la- yeah, get I just, a laser? I haven't been able to ask Jim yet. I, oh, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll talk to him. What's that? What did you think? Did you hope that he would forget about this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. When you, well, when you well, brought it up the very first time. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That was my mistake. But it was something that I know he, he, he's not alone. The homeowners are not alone in this. And it was just a funny story. That, oh, yeah. I've, uh, I've, seen, uh, I've seen neighborhoods where you... <laughs> You walk around, and about the every fourth y- yard has got a little sign. Yeah, I've seen the signs Please too now. Please pick up your. Uh, yeah. No, that's a, that's a big thing now. It seems. And like. people, more people are walking the dogs in this nice, beautiful weather we've yeah. had. Yeah. And when they walk the dog, you know what that means. It doesn't it comes out of the dog. Well, but they should pick up what comes out of the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of them do. Most yeah. of them do, right? Most okay. of them do do. 
But, well, in, a, in, a, in like our neighborhood, there's so many people that walk. Yeah. That the the word gets around. <laughs> That's, I always I kind of feel sorry if there's a new person, See, a dog in the in it, and that dog stops, obviously mm-hmm. going to go to the bathroom, and all the other walkers around there kind of, you know, kind of <laughs> get, get poised <laughs> to let them know what the rules of the neighborhood are. You know. Oh. See, but if you had a video from BSG, we would just show it at the uh, the, the association's oh, meetings. Uh, really, you know, some of, some of our neighbors, the, the the video is not necessary. Uh, okay. they, they, they've got that stored, and it's oh, very okay. clearly. <laughs> All right, we'll focus on gardening. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Uh, yeah, you were talking about Calvin's article. I was proud of Calvin not mentioning making the squirrel suffer with that uh, pepper seed, putting that pepper on that seed. And okay. uh, don't they sell the seed already with the pepper oh, on yeah, it? Oh, yeah, that's what yeah, it's he, flavored. he was talking about. Is that right? He gets it from uh, Kyle and Is Bill. There, oh, okay. And uh, he, he's got the... He, meant, he wondered why I did not ever mention the fact that the pepper is mixed in with the seed as okay. well. Okay, it's just, already mixed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I know they sell the packets of different of, of the, the pepper suet. pepper to put in the seed. Oh, and, uh, and the that. suet the suet has got you know there's about four different <laughs> sizes. Oh yeah, of suet. oh yeah. With pepper in it, and it got all different kinds of flavors too. That always, I, I, I would, I got went to get some of that suet one time, and uh, I, I couldn't decide which flavor I wanted to get for the suet. I don't guess the birds mind the, the yeah, flavor. Think, the flavor must be for the people that yeah, buy. Yeah, I think oh, even yeah. Kyle said that last week when we talked to him. Was it was more about. <laughs> More about the person buying it than what they yeah. were buying it for. You don't, you don't want to feed the same flavor suet. No, uh, they'll stop coming. Time after time, you they, you want to give them a little variety. If they know you've only got one flavor, you know, <laughs> vanilla, they're not going to. Yeah, yeah. Maybe once in a while. They'll get tired of that. Yeah. Uh, reading Calvin's article, he says that there's, a, there's been a new hummingbird sighted Ooh. in the air. Anna's? Anna? Hummingbird. What, what is that? Is that says first. How, how is that different than Rufus? Well, it's uh, it's got more, it's got more red. Oh, but that, yeah, that. But that's why we, Milton and I were hoping that Kyle and uh, Bill, yeah, would be available, and they'll they'll probably over the next couple of weeks t- talk to us about that. But the uh, some of their uh, customers huh. have. Uh, you know, have the, have their uh, f- feeders out, in addition to the Rufus hummingbirds, they're showing Anna hummingbirds, and I, I kind of remembered there was a third one, but I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, we one. need. If y'all are listening, Bill, if you're listening, Kyle, call us. <laughs> is that is that unusual for this area? Well, yeah, because I've gone, you know, I've talked about the the Rufus hummingbirds. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I. We, you know, as much as we all used to hang out at Mitchell Lake, yeah, and we talk about the hummingbirds there. Uh, we didn't hear about those other animals as much as much. Oh yeah, there. I mean, when you when you look at the bird list for uh, Bear County and for Mitchell Lake, they're listed. There's about f- uh, five or six different. Oh, okay. Okay. But they're 
they're listed as rare, you know. Or oh, okay. Or yeah. Only in the winter time or only okay. in the spring. But that's why we wanted to get a little more information. So they migrate kind of with the uh, with the ruby throats. No, they're they're another western. They're more. Oh, okay. They're uh, more in the in the west. The ruby throats, the the one, the eastern. Yeah. Dominates the east. Everything. I thirty five and east is uh, yeah pretty much dominated by the ruby throat. <laughs> I like the ruby throat and. We don't have a lot of those. No, only we get them a few in migration. Now, if you go, um, if you go, if you do go east, not not very many miles, you yeah. you get into ruby throat country. Now, mention uh, Milton mentioned the uh, the grackles and the starlings mm-hmm. and the uh, well, and sparrows too. Did I mention they? You they you. Used to migrate. I mean, by the thousands uh, through Tennessee in the fall. But uh, he's right. We hadn't seen any around here as far as the uh, grackles and starlings are concerned. Yeah, we, we saw them. In, we saw them in the fall. We haven't seen a lot in the winter. Yeah, there's the. I get grackles at the feeders, but not on a regular basis. You know, I might see them for three days. Yeah. Or, or, or just four or five. Mm-hmm. And uh, the starlings, we'll see some starlings, they like they like the suet. Yeah. They're, oh. they're insect eaters. They're serious insect eaters, starlings and hmm. grubs and things. Yeah. So we, we, we don't like star. A lot of us don't like starlings because they're exotic. But uh, <laughs> they, in terms of the food I thought food you liked they, exotic things, food. like exotic women and exotic... Uh, plants and uh, exotic uh, flowers and I don't know that may be something when it comes to birds huh that may be something in his back of his mind <laughs> hey, we're, we're getting into an area yeah, we, know, we probably don't want to pursue no, this no 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 we'll, we'll move on but 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 this week's supposed to be beautiful I'll see if I can bring the weather oh yeah the weather although cold in the evenings but just for a few days. fire. Few I can days. burn my fire. You can burn more of your fire. Um, yeah, we have. We don't have a flu. We, I guess we have a flu, but we also have the uh, <laughs> the chimney topper, so things don't crawl. Well, in if you have, if you haven't opened the flu, you'll know that when you have the first. No, fire. or if you leave the chimney topper on. Yeah, yeah you, there you, you go. You, you learn that that's too. That's kind of your flu at the top. Of yeah. Oh. That, oh wait, you didn't mention this. Well, I just try. We don't have that much time before the hour goes away. You did not mention. You're talking about Calvin's article, that the uh, that nice man gave Calvin a compliment. Yeah, we never mentioned that. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Calvin, do you want to mention it? <laughs> Calvin, the uh, Calvin oh, giving you that oh, far the, away look on it. Yeah, yeah, he looks lost. Just, uh, <laughs> one of the one of the gardeners here at Milbergers just uh, just. Acknowledged that he he was he was a bird feeder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he he mentioned my, he liked my articles. He also mentioned he liked uh, the folks at Well Wellbird. Oh, yeah, good. What was the and <laughs> what's the official name of of Kyle Shop? To Wild Birds Unlimited. Yeah, uh, Wild Birds Unlimited. Yeah, that's where he bought his. Uh, Northwest military and I and I mentioned to Calvin that that was the only one that did read his article, 
At which time the man said his wife reads. Yeah, it we too. had two people. So that's two people. He's guys. doubled his circulation in just minutes. <laughs> hey, oh, let's talk to Jeff real quick before we go to break uh, and see if we can't uh, to answer his question. Hi, Jeff. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing quite well. How are you good. all What's doing? going on? Good, good. What's up? Well, I've got some mully grass up against a fence, and I'm getting some grassy weeds growing out from under it. And I'm wondering, can I cut that back just like I do my purple fountain grass so I can get to the, the, the base of this this grassy weeds and, and use some kind of something to, to kill it out? Yeah, you're, you're saying muley grass, is that right? Yes. Yeah, he's pronouncing it a little differently, but yeah. Muley grass, okay. Yeah, it's got that, uh, that uh, light pink bloom uh, on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Autumn blush. Yeah. Mealy yeah. grass. Yeah. It's growing uh, great, but I'm seeing these trailers coming out from underneath it, and I can't spray them because it'll get on the leaves of the plant. So I'm thinking, can I just kind of cut them back to the ground like my oh, purple yeah. fountain grass? Yeah, I think you can. Yeah, and you can do that. with. We talked about, uh, in fact, the last question we had in, in last year's program was uh, talking about cutting back pampas grass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now don't don't let anybody don't tell anybody your address because if you've got some nice clumps of uh, yeah. autumn blush muley grass, <laughs> there'll be a lot of folks that'll be after that. Yeah. Yeah. Give it give it to your uh, neighbors and friends. Yeah, you can divide it while you're cutting it back uh, after you cut it back. Oh, it will it close. spread like the purple fountain grass? Yeah, well, uh, you can divide the clump. In other words, you, you, I imagine your clump has gotten larger since you planted it. How long has oh, it yeah. been there? I uh, planted it probably four to five years ago. Oh, Lord, it's big now, isn't it? Okay, about one minute, oh, the clump. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, you it, can divide that after you cut it back. Now, cool. But I, I've got some purple fountain grass, and I planted two. And about three years into it, when I cut those two back, I found that there was a third one growing up in between them. No, um, no. Will, will this grass do the same thing, spread that not, way? Not as distinctively as no. the purple fountain grass. Okay. Because the, 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 right. the fountain grass, it's the third plant. It almost looks like a Yeah, you can just it. pile that in the corner of the greenhouse and then take yeah. it out in the spring and it'll start growing. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. we got to run, okay? All right. Good luck to oh. you. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Cal. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. We're live at Millburgers, 1604 on Boulevard Road. We encourage you to give us a call or come on by. It's nice out there in the sun. There's no breeze, so it feels great. And uh, there's uh, lots of folks out here. Uh, your gardening peers are out here doing some shopping, so uh, you're uh, you're welcome to come on out and uh, ask your gardening question in person, or call us at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Well, Calvin, did you look at Neil's questions and answers this week? I did. I can't. Uh... Did you see him? He jumped the tracks on him. Oh no! Big time. I don't remember. It said, uh, somebody wrote in and said, uh, 
and some of our listeners that have had this this uh, plant will immediately know what happened. Said uh, the question was, how deep would edging have to be to stop Mexican oh, petunia oh. from spreading? Yeah. They said uh, I saw it in a yard in Houston last fall, and really liked it. But several people have told me that it's really invasive. Oh, really? And the answer that Neil gave was, I would plan on a solid barricade 12 to 14 inches into the soil. Its roots really are aggressive. It's a gorgeous plant that blooms in shades of blue, purple, white, pink, white for months in the summer. But it has earned the reputation for being invasive. I must have had a different variety that <laughs> yeah. mine spread by seed as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and another option would be to cut the plastic, cut the bottom out of a 20 to 30 gallon plastic nursery pot and sink it flush with the soil in your garden bed. Uh, let it be, let it be, let it be the edging. That should keep the roots perfectly in place. That works on container containing mint plants. Yes, that's right. In an herb garden too. Yeah, the way these things spread, they do spread by uh, root system. Yeah, by root rhizomes. System. Yeah. But that that is maybe a tenth hmm. of the way they know. normally all spread. I, all I remember <laughs> is that our. When we went out the front door of our office and we could see Kitty Corner across a busy road into behind these apartment buildings, and it was obvious that the, the pattern of, of reproduction was coming directly from the yeah those, well, those, uh, petunias, Mexican petunias in our planting there at the office. So we, <laughs> we did a quick... Uh, let's clean this up so nobody can see this. And if you if you don't believe that that seed is thrown by the pod, almost I think it's almost as far, if not a little bit further than blue bonnet seed are thrown when the seed pod dries out. You can prove it to yourself. Just go watch watch the plant as it blooms. It'll produce a, a elongated green small seed pod and when that seed pod turns uh if it turns just it turns yellow and begins to turn brown just like the blue bonnets do you go ahead and and harvest it take it take it break it off and just keep it or hold it in your hand until it turns brown until the pod is brown, and you'll see it pop open. It'll pop, pop head high, and so uh, it throws the seed big time. Throws the seed, uh, and all the seed is, is viable, or are viable. But uh, that's that's the way it's mainly spread. Now, uh, the he mentions a small one. Uh, said the dwarf types are beautiful too but they're really dwarf and because they're really dwarf they're not as high or not as tall 
as as a standard growing one. They're really, really outstanding ground cover. Oh yeah, and they throw the seed. They throw the seed just like on the on the large one, but they don't throw it as far. But it's just little guys. Yeah, little yeah. guys. It's like our little Westies <laughs> here are attacking. Yeah, and it uh, luckily doing that, it fills in the planting. Uh, uh, from seed. Yeah, they don't take over the neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> every bloom has a seed on it. Now, when these things do take over a yard, I used to see one when they would go over at Paul Cox's at the Botanical Garden, go eat at a little Mexican restaurant there. They had a, a yard that was completely full of these Mexican petunias. They were killer. I mean, I mean, every time I'd go by there, I'd stop and take a picture. But uh, the the owner, I guess the owner just let them go uh, because <laughs> when you got that many in there throwing that much seed, it's hard to get rid of. In fact, I don't. I, don't, I guess you just have to. I guess you could use a a, a herbicide. To knock them out when they, when they first come up, but you would have to continuously do that for several years to get rid of them, uh, Mexican petunia. However, that uh, that dwarf Mexican petunia and the large one will grow in water or it'll grow in a desert, and it'll grow uh, uh, it'll it'll grow in the shade or grow in the full sun. Well, and bloom in the shade. And the dwarf uh, is, uh, does really well in containers. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's a nice, it's a nice plant, a versatile plant. Uh, yeah, we got it in that blue or purple, whatever you want to call it. I think it's blue. Yeah. Uh, the uh, <laughs> it's not sky blue, but it's uh, off blue. But anyway, uh, there's also a pink one and a and a white one and a white one every yeah, now and we then. Had well, I think we had all three this year. Yeah, yeah. A few whites. Yeah. But we, we all know who came up with the pink. Our buddy, Greg Grant. How about that, Greg Grant? Yeah. Produ- what, what hasn't produced he Produced it right here in San Antonio. Son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and he crossed, a, I think, a pink one with uh, one of these tall, a tall pink one with a, with the Katie Ruella, the small one. And came up with a, a pink after several generations. But, uh, no, Neil, that's, uh, the funny thing about this, uh, we had, they said, and it's an attractive picture in the paper. It shows how attractive it can be. It's, it's a beautiful thing when it's blooming and tall. But get ready. If you like it this year, you're going to like it for the next <laughs> several <laughs> years. And the question becomes whether your neighbors like it. They, well, that's uh, true, too. As it crosses over but into you the can't, property you line. But you can't control it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you would control it. And I know where you can control the root system like uh, like Neil talks about, but you can... Uh, I don't know how you're going to control those popping seeds. That sounds, that sounds like a... The, Control for uh, bamboo. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. This, uh, other, other, other than bamboo doesn't seed. It doesn't seed, yeah. But. 
a trench is a trench will kind of work for bamboo until <laughs> depends on until bamboo figures it out. There you go. But anyway, that's uh, he jumped the tracks on that. It may be that uh, they don't make as much seed or do as much seed uh, up north as they do here. Oh, the fun, the fun thing about it, uh, they had a salesperson from uh, a northern company. Are you down. talking North Texas? Yeah, no, mm. I'm talking uh, Pan American Seed. Uh, it's a large seed company. And uh, they sent a, a new salesperson down here with pictures of their new product line. And in that product line, <laughs> uh, we were I was either sitting in a sales meeting out at uh, Color Spot Nursery. And in that color line, they had introduced this new thing called Ruelia. And it was a Mexican petunia, is what we call it down here. And uh, uh, she, she talked about how wonderful it was and how it would bloom and be pretty and all that stuff, show pictures of it. And then I said, Does that thing spread? <laughs> Nobody would say a word in there. <laughs> I I was working on the payroll, so I I could say, does that thing spread? And she looked at me and said, well, I don't know. Uh, What do you think? Do you think it would spread? (laughs) Yeah. At uh, which time I said, hell yes, it'll take the country because uh, of the seed that it produces. I said, you're contaminating the whole U.S. with that thing. I've had that go over. <laughs> but the, uh, I imagine, I, I don't know if, if it blooms up north, probably makes seed up there. In the, I'm, talking, I'm talking about north Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth. So that maybe that's where Neil uh, missed out on mentioning the seed. And uh, he also had a question about uh, controlling dandelions. And in the in the lawn, and he was talking about uh, they got a picture of dandelions in there, and he was just talking about using a 2,4-D uh, product that contained 2,4-D product to control the dandelions when you see them, because uh, they do like blue bonnets. They they put up a little little plant about this time of the year usually, and. Uh, and then grow a, uh, they have a taproot. And uh, then they take off and produce the flower next spring. Well, that's the only, that was the only weed that uh, I had in my bluegrass up in, uh, up in Kansas. And you just put on one application of that uh, 2,4-D containing uh, herbicide. Spray it, spray the yard, and it'd get rid of every one of them, and uh, didn't hurt the bluegrass at all. Now this year, my bluegrass, <laughs> my sustainable winter, which are not, is not sustainable, because they it hadn't come up yet. I don't think rescue grass has come up yet. I kind of made a, a brief appearance and then retreated. Yeah. <laughs> now maybe coming up again. You know, we get more rain. Yeah. But. What are we going to do, Calvin? 
for those of us who are depending on a sustainable winter lawn, uh, with the horse herb, I know our, our little lady that calls in all the time is very is devastated that her horse herb is not. She's poor Evelyn. She's giggling. Yeah, yeah she's, she's giggling and dancing it. and yeah. <laughs> we were gonna have a horse herb tour out right at her place. Yeah, it's a know. shame horse herb fest got canceled because I of COVID. Know it. I just did. I wonder. If the, I don't guess that COVID virus had anything to do with this. Sustainable winter well, run. No, I don't think so. But I really miss my bluegrass. Uh, Maybe we should uh, <laughs> look on it as an opportunity for us to expand the our base of knowledge <laughs> on the sustainable winter lawn. Well, we we said, uh, especially on the horse herb, that uh, you don't have water, don't have moisture, it's not going to come up. So now we, how much moisture? Well, you don't know because the rain gauges weren't. Yeah, I haven't checked them yet. Well, and we, we, Dennis is going to send us a report from the airport. We also expect, uh, I don't know, I guess I guess I didn't expect our, the rescue grass to be as sensitive, Tender. <laughs> yeah, sensitive to uh, the rain. We've got some time green, but what has happened is then you would, then it would, a little bit of rain like we had it would come up, but then the grass yeah. would disappear. It would not develop any further if we didn't get any enough rain. And you know what else won't come up, Milton? What else? Wildflowers. Oh. Yeah, this is the time of the year that they they come up. And uh, mm. like I said, we've planted the seed of our colors. And luckily we planted them right before we got a pretty heavy rain, which brought them up. But we haven't had a rain since. Mm. And so that means they're... It's it's going to look pretty bleak next spring, this coming spring, because uh, they they germinate at this time of the year, especially the blue bonnets, and uh, then they'll uh, they'll uh, uh, develop a root system during the winter, and then they'll uh, bloom, start blooming in March, late March, early April. But uh, not this year. So, what can you do to have blue bonnets this year? You can come out and get some of these <laughs> transplants. Transplants and use those. Well, how will you recognize them? Though they got white flowers instead <laughs> of blue flowers. Well, <laughs> you learn to like the white, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know who got 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 those blues. You know, we had some. We got. I think we've planted more blue transplants, and uh, followed by the reds or maroon-colored tra- transplant, followed by the white. Yeah, and they gobbled up those blues. Yeah, the blues. I don't know why people keep buying those blues. <laughs> Apparently, they like everybody's them, got blues. Yeah, nature does. Res- they couldn't resist the state flower. And those- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, those were uh, spectacular seedlings. Oh, yeah. And so Transplants. Had, yeah, wonderful. So they were just fascinated and just <laughs> latched on to those uh, beautiful uh, samples. Yeah, I guess so. flower. Hey, we got to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867. More in a moment. 
by 9.30 a.m. So you saw his Trace coming, so you got called. Well, I want to give him plenty of time, so we're going to take a break now while Trace, yeah. Sorry, Trace. Well, we had to. Okay, back in a moment on 9.30 a.m., the answer. Burgers Garden, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Well, Trace is up here on the porch with us still, and we'll talk about all the things that are going on in the new year, uh, if we can, and we'll talk about uh, what's happening here at the nursery now. What's going on, Trace? really going to start rolling in this week. Oh, good. Uh, we, I mean, we got a lot of the, the shade trees, crepe myrtles, the ball and burlap crepe myrtles Ooh. are going to start coming in. Okay. Uh, I think first batch is tomorrow. Um, yeah. Huh. So that'll be a, a week-long project to getting them tagged and put up. And then the second batch comes in next Monday. Do you do anything special with them besides tag them? And- well, they come in ball and burlap, so we can't just leave them out. So we got to take them and we line them up by variety, and then we heal them, which... Basically means put mulch and stuff around them. So oh, okay. When they, do, when they do root out, that uh, that they can be watered. What do you call a bald and burlap? A thirty gallon, or I, I call them bald and burlap. <laughs> so they're graded by size. They're not graded by. by oh, okay. I should say by height. They're graded by height. Okay. So um, yeah, they that's can, unusual. They can all right? have. Well, that's how we've from, done it. From still. Most oh. pe- most places don't carry big ones. Oh, okay. And because of that, they're limited to container sizes. Okay. Cool. All right. And lots, what else? Lots of shrubs coming in starting Wednesday. Good. And you mentioned that the fruit trees are... Most okay. of the fruit trees are already here. Yeah. Oh. All right. 210-308-8867. You get three answers for the price of two if you call right now. <laughs> 210-308-8867. And I have a question for you, Trace, whenever you get a chance. Okay. All right. And you're going to see, you're, you'll understand immediately probably why I'm asking you this question. Uh-oh. Besides it having a horticulture, it also has a canine influence, too. Uh-oh. So someone asked, said, would you ask your guys, I have a golden doodle. Oh. Yeah. Yep, I've had those. Can you ask why it keeps eating the spinach? So I bought them some spinach from here. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and apparently the golden doodle loves the spinach. The dog, have, it's a dog. It's right? a dog, yes. It's a golden retriever uh, poodle mix. That's good that it's eating spinach. <laughs> I can't speak for that other than we used to have a dog that loved Brussels sprouts. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how do you how do you get them to stop gently and kindly? Um, <laughs> you can put some of that uh, pepper powder you could. that you get at the at the bird feed for the yeah. bird feed. And put it that on the spinach. What about? I guess so. What about? I don't know if you can wash that. I bet you can wash that. I would be thinking maybe sulfur because that's going to have the smell the dog's not going to like, and it actually would benefit the plant to some extent. Oh, well, that's true. Huh? We had okay. We had a Westie for a while that liked green beans. Especially, Is that fr- right? especially frozen green beans. So you, uh. <laughs> I think most of y'all know my wife used to run some veterinarian hospitals. Yeah. And yeah. green beans were when the dog was overweight. Green beans yeah, is one I've of heard the, that. the snacks that they they encourage them to feed the dogs. It would fill them up, but not add any more weight to them. Yeah, oh. no, no, low caloric. Uh, it's one of those in and out. They'd eat it, and then it'd come out the other end. Yeah, our, <laughs> our dog was having none of it. Uh. Yeah, our dog, we, we tried that because our dog had a little weight problem. But, yeah, she didn't. 
So they just it's nothing to do with the spinach and the dog. It's just a coincidence. What about fertilizer? Is it do they, do they use a special soil or fertilizer that makes it more attractive to the dogs? Because dogs can eat funny stuff. If they're using organic fertilizers, that's going to draw the dog in. Okay. Bone meal. Huh. Like bone meal. Oh. Okay. You know, things like uh, corn gluten, for example, uh, is in a major part of dog food. Hmm. And then if they use like a poultry litter based, you know, most dogs don't like chickens. Uh, so they would go after that smell, thinking they were going to get them a chicken. Get them a chicken. <laughs> okay. So, uh, and you do have doodle experience, too. So that's I, why I was I, asking you. I do, although we never kept them very long. We had the gold, oh, okay. golden retriever and the standard poodle experience. Oh, you did a golden doodles, too? Yeah. Well, oh, okay. Uh, I thought uh, just the labradoodles. No, uh, we didn't have labs. Oh, just the re- just retrievers? Golden, and, yeah, okay. just golden, golden doodles. Okay. For like 15 years. <laughs> wow. Okay. Not anymore. Good dogs? They, were they love their dogs. Great dogs. Yeah. It's a, it's a young pup and apparently just getting into spinach. It's basically a golden retriever that doesn't shed. Oh. Which is that's a good right. thing. If you've ever had a golden retriever before, they can shed a dog a day. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And let's see. Uh, I was trying to think. Okay. So sulfur, what would they do? Just put it around the plant? I, yeah, I mean, sulfur for, is used as a so-so-y fungicide and insecticide, but it has that smell that they're probably not going to like. It's also one of the major things in snake repellents. Really? The snakes don't like to slither over sulfur. Oh. I guess it burns their belly. Ooh, okay. I'll tell them to try. They, Maybe it runs them in the house, run the snake. And again, the they just put it on the plant? The sulfur they? comes in powder and it comes in uh, granule. So I'm not sure what the best... Method would be, I mean, the powder would work as a more so for for the funguses and insects on the leaves, uh, but once it washes down in the soil, it would benefit the the plant there too. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the dog too, I guess. Once it ate one of those leaves, if, or or even smelled well, it. Well, I'm thinking just the smell of the sulfur itself would turn off the dog, the dog away. Okay. So you could put it around the plant. This is not too. proven. No, this, this is, is a guess. It's a guess. Okay, so no coyote urine, no. Uh, <laughs> sure, I've got it. <laughs> okay. Now the pepper would work. Yeah, one Guaranteed. bite of that. Yeah, just one bite of that. Uh, yeah, and I think. But we don't know whether it'll stay on the plant yeah, or not. Yeah, right. Uh, I think it'll wash off. I'm okay. Sure it would. That was a. Uh, go back to my wife again. That was one of the things that they used to train dogs: is put uh, a habanero, pe- habanero pepper or something even hotter. And they'd mix it with the 6% vinegar so that the dog would smell the vinegar and stay away from whatever they were chewing on. Huh. And uh, oh, you'd okay. have to put it in their mouth once. And then yeah, they'd, and that was they'd, it. They'd, huh? never want to, they'd never want to get around that smell again. Smart dogs. That's sad. Works. They'd have to yeah. put it in their mouth once. Well, then you got to give them crackers or something. <laughs> yeah, <that's> crackers. <laughs> hey, speaking of peppers, all right, so my Rio Grande Gold is still producing. Uh, but I got little, little bitty peppers that are right, nice and red. I'll bring one tomorrow, and I've got big old. I know Jerry. It just just makes why why I can read his mind. Why do you still have that thing? And I've got big peppers that are, I'll bring tomorrow. But I don't know if they're they're greenish yellow. But so they're not really ready for. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd wait till they turn solid yellow or, or sir. better to be orange. Okay. Orange to red. So I'll bring in the little baby ones tomorrow. Yeah. 
We'll have to see if they're hot. Yeah. But the big ones are, they're like this big. I'll hold it up to the microphone so y'all can see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Okay. We well, need to see to those big ones. Oh, do we? Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. So, I'll let them. so if we eat them, you don't get them. Right? No, I know. Or we'll... <laughs> yeah. Keep, don't, don't, keep... don't show them to me because I'll, yeah. I'll eat them. Keep those seeds separate from the okay. little ones. Yeah, I was uh, disappointed last week because I didn't know the answer. I guess I should have asked. We had the, the pepper seeds. Laura was saving them, and they got mold on them. Yeah. And so she was, you know, and I thought, too, well, if they got mold, that's well, it. Well, no. So we, we, uh, we you told somebody yesterday. Yeah, last week. Uh, our buddy that's, yeah. Saving them. Yeah. Uh, if they get moldy, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, Neil Spear had a, a question uh, about uh, dandelions, uh, and he said they're easily controlled with any broadleaf weed killer. Containing 2,4-D. Uh, so now, since it's so cool, only one to work. Only one that works. Weed-free zone. A weed-free zone. And uh, anything that's green in your yard, any weeds that are green in your lawn, you can spray with weed-free zone and not hurt the lawn and kill the weeds. Right. Right, and we are, I mean, I guess a month away or a month and a half away of uh, another batch of pre-emergence. So yeah. The be- best control for weeds is not to have them in the first place. Right. So uh, pretty soon it'll be time to do your spring application. Well, the neat thing about it now is, uh, at least my St. Augustine, is brown. It's turned kind of uh, brown, so any dandelions or any uh we see that germinated in the fall and will bloom out next spring, you can readily pick it out. So you could literally spot treat it. Yes, you could. And right. that, that weed-free zone is in a, a ready-to-spray form? Okay, it's got lots of things. So okay. there's a uh, ready-to-use, there is, which is where it's already mixed with water, so like a Windex-type sprayer. Okay. There's three sizes of concentrate where you mix it yourself. Okay. And then there's a hose-in where you don't have to do any math. Yeah, that's what you want. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. we got Ronnie on the line. Calvin, if you agree with what the guys say, just you don't have to say anything. Ronnie's on the line. Yeah, with the, just... If you ain't got something good to say, Kevin, <laughs> just don't say anything, okay? All right. Ronnie, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, <laughs> South Texas. How are you doing today? Hello, doing fine. How are you guys? Good, I'm good. What's going on? Uh, I bought a Joey avocado from Millburgers uh, a couple of weeks ago. It's still in a pot. It's a three-gallon pot. And I live in southeast Ubromple. Uh I sort of have a little microclimate here, but I was kind of wondering how low that to- that Joey would tolerate. Well, what it, what it'll tolerate right now and what it'll tolerate eventually are going to be two different things. So ideally, you're going to be growing it in that container probably for a bare minimum of three years or better uh, until the bark has turned brown. Once it has real bark like a regular tree, it'll probably go down to about 14 or 15. Mm. Right now, 32, and it... It's likely to be dead. Wow. Okay. Uh, what about uh, when it when it does get older? Say you know after three or four years, um, 
and the bark is brown, do the leaves freeze back then, or are they okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, okay. it'd, act more like, it'd act more like a fruit tree would at, at that moment. So all the leaves would get silly below 32, but the the bark is protecting the uh, uh, trunk from the cold. And do you think they're heavy feeders? Uh, do I have to fertilize them a lot? I, I haven't grown one myself other than <laughs> here. We've done some for bigger containers, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be very heavy, just like uh, any of your other f- fruit trees would be. Yeah. Okay. Well, and uh, that's all I have about Joey, but I do have uh, an observation for uh, Jerry. He was talking about Relia earlier and how invasive they are. <clears throat> My uh, daughter lives in South Houston area near Pearland, and uh, there's a subdivision there, and it's got Relia as a kind of as a uh, – a border shrub along a wall, and yeah. they let it grow to its full height, and they and it looks just like a shrub, but it's blooming those purple flowers all the time. Yeah, it's pretty. Huh. <clears throat> and, and it's real pretty, and I have a spot in my backyard that's just, you know, they've gotten out of control, and they're kind of taken over. And my wife looks at those, and she thinks they're ugly, but she looks at the ones there at that subdivision. She thinks they look great. <laughs> Did you think that those beautiful blue flowers are ugly? Uh, well, I, I, I imagine they're trimming theirs back every now and then. Yeah, they, you just, they do, and that's what that's what I have to do. Yeah, that's what you have to do. Just uh, every every time you got your hedge clippers out or whatever, uh, take about uh, I don't know four or five inches off the top. And that'll cause them to branch that, out lower. And I think, I think you, I think you made this observation uh, during the summer that somebody was telling you that they had like a, a blight on the ruelia, and I had yeah. I've never seen it before. I but I had some too this year. Um, pretty much every one of them, like at the very top, it was yeah. kind of uh, white on it. Yeah, looked like a snail trail. I don't know what that was. Yeah, like that. It was it was weird. I've never seen it before, but. Uh, I'm yeah. sure. I had it on one of mine, but not the other. Hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, that's all I've got. Thank I you. I hope guys. it doesn't come back. So, uh, thanks, Ronnie. Side uh, note: buy right. buy some upright pink ones and mix in. All ladies like pink. Yeah. So maybe she'll maybe she'll like them better if you get some pink in there too. They got the pink tall ones. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know if we, we'd never have sold one of those. Uh, there, well, it's hard to come by. The, the one, the ones I got, I got from a creek that we're just growing. I dug, <laughs> dug up a couple. That's real good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. What else, Trace? You excited about the fruit trees coming in? Uh, oh, yeah. We've already sold quite a few of them. But, wow. Uh, uh, it, they came in before Christmas. So okay. That couple days there everybody was buying citrus trees they also started buying fruit trees including that red baron we sold quite oh, a few of those red yeah. barons that's what that that uh, like we were talking about last year that was last year we were talking about we were. <laughs> talk yeah. about uh, that red baron was off the market for i guess 10 or 15 years that i know of there's been a lot of interest in blueberries too yeah. oh okay 
So uh, I know David yeah. always talked about Tiff Blue. Right. And, yeah. Uh, that's the one that's self-pollinated or self-fruitful. The other where the others are not uh, have you have to have two varieties for pollination. But uh, Tiff Blue, uh, and that's. <laughs> We never knew that until uh, we started messing with them and uh, uh, coming up with that way to grow them. You don't grow them in the soil here. Uh, grow them in containers, and that's that write-up is on uh, PlantAnswers.com on how to grow blueberries in in South Central Texas because of the alkalinity of the soil. But uh, that, they make. They make beautiful little plants for the patio, but I don't think you need to be planting them. You mainly plant them for the birds, because the birds you get those berries pretty quick. Hmm. Now they'll get they'll get big, so maybe I had some in Tennessee, and every time I'd go out to pick them, I was harvesting with the mockingbirds. So you're saying we they might were, get a couple of pancakes? Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they were in one part of the bush, and I was in the other part. All right, Milton, you get, the, you get the muffins, and I'll get the pancakes. That seems fair. And, and <laughs> the birds can have the rest. I'm okay yeah. with that. Hey, um, and, uh, you know, never ask a question. You don't know the answer to it, but I think I do. Uh, um, are we still doing the thing with the trees this year? Will you bring them back? We are. In fact, okay. we, we've already, uh, I'd say People already bringing them back? 20, 25. Oh, my gosh, really? Back. A lot oh, of them good. today. Okay, good, good. Well, you want to explain what that's about? Yeah, I was right. thinking about so, that on the way over here. All, all your cut Christmas trees, most people are going to be taking them out of the house in the next day or two if they haven't already. And you take the stand off. Make sure all the decorations are off, and you can bring it to the store, and we'll get it recycled. And we'll also give you a coupon for 20% off of purchase uh, all the way to, I believe, the 28th of February. Wow. So not only will we recycle your tree for you, we will give you something where you can get a percentage off on that peach tree or blueberry. I think the only thing that excludes is sod and labor, and I think there's one other thing. Yeah. That's a good so day. I didn't hear how many days. To, when when's the, when's the end date on that? Well, oh, yeah, you were, you were a little more lenient than Charles. Yes. Okay. Um, so I really don't have an end date. Okay. Although we did have somebody bring back a wreath, and um, <laughs> they the, can't get the metal out. So oh, oh. If, if you're going to do that, please keep the ring, cut off the rest, and we'll we'll re- recycle the, okay. the that part. But we can't recycle the metal. Okay, and kind of messes up the grinder. <laughs> Ooh, and, and in the past, they've taken trees that not they didn't necessarily stand. Yep. As I, long as it's I no stand, nothing, no decorations. That's yep. nice. That's a good deal. And uh, you're not going to get the trimmings back. No, no. You know, some people say, "Well, I, I want my mulch back." Well, no. We we get a grinder once a year, yeah, and it's about as big as an eighteen wheeler, and so we gotta wait <laughs> we gotta wait for everything to be back, then we'll bring that grinder in and there you go. It. In years past, other places I've been, we we would rent the grinder and give it to them back, but most people were very depressed on how much actually came back from their tree. Oh, yeah, you yeah. said that last year. I remember. So we, I remember one guy we stuck we stuck the tree in <laughs> one end. It came out the other and probably wouldn't have filled a five-gallon pail. Uh, and he asked where the rest of his tree uh, was. <laughs> yeah, that grinder ground them up pretty good. Huh. 
You can't go in and get it. I, th- <laughs> I think it would be kind of showy, and we could probably get some TV people out here, cameras, if we would pile them, make a big pile out of them in the back, and burn them yeah. after we got them back there. What do you think? Well, how is that oh. recycling? Uh, <laughs> so my first answer is we'd have to have the fire department uh, here, yeah. and I don't want to do that. Plus, this way we actually get to, again, it gets recycled and reused. So uh, all of all, all of our bald and burlap trees, so the crepe burlap. Oh, you mentioned that, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And all the yeah. larger bald and burlap, we have to heal them in. Well, when we heal them in, we use that mulch. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we appreciate you doing that. that that's, a, that's a nice day. But it used to be you'd have to take them to landfill. Yeah. Or, they used to pick them up, didn't they? The garbage. They, they used, used to pick them up. used to pick them up if you cut them in half. But they don't. They don't mm-hmm. anymore. I think there's. I think the city has two or three drop-off sites, but yeah, uh, we, they're not paying you to bring the, it back. Yeah, they don't. We, that twenty percent is nice. Are yeah, or at least discounting. Yeah. And you get to take the take your stand off. Yeah, stand's got to come off. We can't recycle the stand. <laughs> and keep it until next year, and you can put the stand on the next year's tree, or this year's tree. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This year is this year. It is. Yeah, that's a great deal. We appreciate it. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Thank you. No, ta- no burgers, I, South Texas. No burgers, Gardening South. There you go. That's I it. talked to David on the way over here, uh, you know, to, just to see if he was still alive. Right, is he? I he is. must have been if you I talked to him. Rumor yeah. has it. I told him we saw him in the paper. Uh, made, him, made him look six inches taller. Yeah. And it was not the obituary, so we were wondering. <laughs> and uh, he sounded very happy and, and healthy and everything. Good. So mar- none, married life is treating him good. Yeah, yeah, none of his family has come down with the virus. That's really good. And uh, I was calling to ask him about, I'd seen the, uh, uh, I'd, the deal in the Scion, which is the Master Gardener newsletter that I get, that uh, they weren't going to be out at the rodeo this time. So I was calling to see if we were still going to have the rodeo tomato. We are. And we are. And he said, you've already I got some booked in. But maybe not enough if they're not going to be out there at the rodeo. They're not going oh. to the, be at the rodeo this year. They'll have to be at the nursery. And uh, we're... Appreciate Millburgers uh, uh, buying some in, you buying some in, and uh, it's a good variety that they've chosen. Been tested for several years, uh, not only in the in the field, but uh, also in the at your house in the local market. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, we're looking forward to it this year. So and, on, on that note, I had a, a gentleman come in this past week, and he. He was looking for something for his mother to do. She's in her late 70s, mm-hmm. and she still wants to be active. And he wanted to see if she'd volunteer here. No, but <laughs> I, I brought up the uh, Bear County Master Gardener, oh, yeah, the Gardening good. Volunteers of South Texas. And, you know, I don't know how much stuff they're actually doing for people. Yeah, but, uh, probably hard to. Uh, that was uh, that was. It made him happy. gave gave him a place to start looking for yeah. for his mother to volunteer at. Yeah, uh, I think the David and them are doing webinars. Uh, you know, the uh, on TV. I, I would 
I haven't seen a schedule of them yet, but uh, I think there's they've, well, they've I think got there's one in a couple of days. Yeah, they've got oh, their, their previous webinars are already on there to to view if you want to, and I think the uh, the garden volunteers I think is uh, are doing a webinar at their you know they have that monthly meeting. And uh, I think they're doing some webinars for that. So people are staying, trying to stay safe and still conduct an educational program, which has been tough on extension people. But uh, they're adapting a little bit and uh, still trying to get the, which is trying to keep our programs going. They what what got me all upset was this newsletter said that their master gardener wouldn't be at the rodeo this year, and so I, I kind of was wondering if uh, if the rodeo was still going to sponsor the master gardener deal like they did with Maranan West, and that's what started the rodeo tomatoes. So uh, I was calling and talking to him. He said. Uh, they're not going to have many youth activities out at the rodeo uh, this year. That's why they're not going to be there. But they're still going to do the rodeo tomato. Okay. And so uh, I guess we'll just bring it to the nurseries and call it, uh, well, I, give I, it another name. I'm still going to pick that one date. I don't remember what it is, but there's a Saturday in there somewhere that all the proceeds uh, will donate. To yeah, the, yeah. Uh, and we appreciate that, too. Cool. Let's take a break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Uh, Trace Hazlett and Dr. Jerry Parsons, and we'll be back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip that started from this tropic port aboard this tiny ship. Was a mighty sailing man, the skipper brave and sure. Five passengers set sail that day for a three-hour tour. A three-hour tour. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. And that was. Uh, I love that show. Al, well, and I wanted to pay tribute to Don Wells, who passed away last week. Uh, Marianne, and so. Uh, the girl, the woman? Yeah. I so thought, she and, I thought Ginger did. No, Ginger, I think, is the last one remaining from the show that's still alive. Huh. Yeah. I'm sad. It's that, sort of childhood memories and stuff like that. But, okay. okay. We'll get to, to more. Uh, uh, don't make me cry. Don't I know. I don't want to start crying. Because then you won't stop. It's hard to, hard to get you to stop <laughs> once you start. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Uh, we talked about... See, I guess that was last year we talked about it. It seems like we've got it last year. <laughs> about treating peaches, uh, citrus, and other plants with scale insects. And uh, I, th- I think you just ought to treat them if you can't recognize scale insects or not. Prophylactically. With, yeah. With dormant oil or horticultural oil to suffocate the scale so they do not suck the juices from the plants they are infesting. And we learned last week it needs to be done, or last year, uh, but, yeah. uh, that it needs to Both. be done when it's cool. 
Yeah, and uh, it's been perfect. Uh, Memphis says it's going to be nice for a week or so. Yeah. You want, you, you want to hear the weather real quick? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Tomorrow's sunny, high near 69. Perfect. But the low, Trace likes the lows, uh, around 40 degrees. That's good. Uh, oh, gusts tomorrow. It's going to be gusty. Oh, no. It changes it. I saw 36 or 37. Oh, really? Uh, I like, well, I like 40 better. Weather.gov is kind of. That's where I go to. Uh, sunny, high near on Monday, high near 71, low around 44. 69 on Tuesday, sunny, uh, mostly cloudy with a low around 54. Wow, yeah. And then uh, Wednesday, sunny, high near 70. Yeah, it doesn't look like the lows are the lowest low I can find is 41. Yeah, so I like it. Yeah, good. So that's perfect for adding the uh, uh, citrus uh, the, to, to take care of the scale insect. And you want to make sure you get it done now so that it doesn't affect the, the blooms because you, right. can't, you can't spray that once you got the blooms. You can. Well, you can, but you want to <laughs> <be> fruit. <laughs> you knocked the, some of the blooms off, Trace. Well, they, well, you know we can't do we that. Can't, we can't make them thin, the fruit. So the best plan is to, make, to encourage them to use... A dormant oil spray. Nobody's going to listen to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. to, to knock the blooms no, off. Ideally, you want to get several sprayings in uh, during the winter months. Yeah. So it would be nice to get three in if you could. Yeah. And you said you said that uh, it's, it's, it's changed from uh, the old-fashioned dormant oil, which I, we used to recommend and I used to recommend. And I'm wondering, you said it's mostly mineral oil. Yes, it is. I'm wondering if that'll damage the blooms. Well, that's why I'm saying to do it now. So uh, it. Well, I mean, will it? Will mineral oil damage a peach bloom? Well, I guess we I could don't have know. people try it, but <laughs> I, don't I, don't, know. I don't think I want to recommend it. <laughs> now, that old oil, that old oh, oil, yeah. oil, that'd take them off yeah, and, and hurry. kill everything under it. Yep. Mm. Uh, I did that in, in person. But uh, this new oil is a is a different thing, but I, I assume it works in in the same fashion. And uh, Trace brought a a bottle up or a sample up last last year. Melton was last year. Yes, it was last year. Uh, <laughs> and last and week. We, and we read on it, and it, it said it's it's compatible for adding uh, a. Uh, Malthion. Fortify, a fortifying uh, element uh, as an insecticide. And a fungicide, too. You can do that, too. Yeah. So uh, you can can do all that stuff. Now, the, the, there are several kinds of scale that we see around here. And uh, the one that is showier, the one I used to do on TV all the time, they call the white peach scale and it looks like just white up and down uh, uh, bark but the one that people don't see on uh, avocados and uh, citrus is a gray same color as the bark and of course uh, you gotta look for bumps yeah as far as ornamentals are concerned what is that? Euonymus that always has. Euonymus would always get scale. Sagos are probably the most common yeah. thing now, other than uh, fruit trees. Yeah, you go. Yeah, 
And uh, this also will take care of any white fly uh, populations that you have. Uh, that you know, some some people get a, you get your citrus infested with white flies, and you can you can use insecticide to control them, but it's hell to you have to make it applications every f- three or four days to get the whole population down because they've got four generations of uh, eggs on waiting to hatch. Right. This will help with the white flower population. Too. we got to wrap up. Trace, anything real quick? This we'll see you tomorrow? We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. We're going to see you tomorrow back here at Mill Burgers. Come by and visit with us, 1604 on Boulevardy Road.